0: Carol. Off the record, I'm your host, James Beatley. This is the inaugural episode of what I hope will be something that is a long-term prosperous project that I'm working on um, with the blog post and the podcast that I'm working on. And I hope that I can get eventually some guests and people to appear and we can have conversations regarding sports. The, the basis that I want this podcast to be is my podcast and my blogs are the thoughts that I have in my head about sports. I like to talk sports. You know, you just think about like two or three guys at a bar, and we they talk about like, do you think someone so and so is getting traded? And and you can have an out guys at least I know, and some girls that like sports and are interested in that can spend hours talking about hypotheticals sometimes based on research sometimes based on just opinion and that's what I want this to be sometimes it's my opinions sometimes I'll do some research sometimes I don't and um so I don't want this to be super analytical I don't want this to be something that you think like I I'm working off the clock hundreds of hours to put something together This is these are just my thoughts I'm going to come up with a, a, a topic and I'll start the discussion and if there's someone with me then I'll start the discussion and we can go back and forth if it's just me then it is something that um, I'll just ramble on for 30 to 45 minutes about and so that is really what I want off the record to be. It's, it's off the record. It's something that, you know, you know the, the saying if it's something's on the record, if you're reporting something on the record, then in journalism terms, that means <coughs> that it is something that is reputable and researched and you have sources to back it up and it's, it's something that you want to be on the record and, um, you know, and in legal terms, something that's on the record is something that, like in court, if you say something out loud, it's typically on the record, right? Um, and it can be used against you in a court of opinion or a court of law. Um, stuff that's off the record is stuff that you maybe say to your attorney, and they don't want to bring it up to the public. Um, so off the record, I don't have any sources. I don't have any insider knowledge. Um... Or these are just my opinions based off whatever whatever reason I believe it. Um, and so that is what off the record is today's topic. I wanna I wanna I wanna put into your heads if I was the general manager of uh, or the the owner of the Washington Commanders, the four options that I would consider in terms of. What to do with quarterback, the quarterback position heading into next season. And kind of ranking my opinion on what's the best option, what's the second best option, what's the worst option, and so forth. And so like I said, there's four options that I see. And those four options are, number one, you trade for a quote-unquote star franchise quarterback. Option two is you, you sign a free agent quarterback. Option three, you draft a quarterback in this year's draft. And option four is you stay with Taylor Heineke another season. And I, I, I just kind of want to break down each of these options, and then at the end, give my opinion on where I would rank them. All right. So, option one is you trade for a franchise quarterback, a star quarterback. There's rumors that maybe Russell Wilson, maybe Deshaun Watson, maybe possibly Minnesota shops Kirk Cousins to send him back to Washington. Here's my issue with that. All three of those guys that I mentioned are in the top six in quarterback cap hit. Kirk Cousins has a $45 million cap hit. All his money's guaranteed. Deshaun Watson has a $40.4 million cap hit. We don't even know if he can play football next year. He still has legal litigation going on. Russell Wilson has a $37 million cap hit. Here's my issue. If I read if I if I read through Twitter correctly, I'm not a Washington fan, so I'm not an insider. I don't have, you know, I don't spend a lot of time looking at Watch the commander Twitter or whatnot, but I do see some things. Um, you know, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, so if you want to if you want to talk Buffalo Bills, I can talk all day about Buffalo Bills, and not really need to research much because I kind of know a lot of the information. But Before Washington, if I read the stat right, I think they have about 61 million dollars in in cap coming into this, coming into the new season with the updated cap. Um, Cap allowance and, and and such. Here's my issue: You trade for Deshaun Watson out of the you you have sixty one mil. Now you have forty million dollars in Deshaun Watson. That leaves you with close to twenty one million dollars, in cap. To fix other glaring needs, Russell Wilson, same thing. It's only three thousand dollars, a three million dollars less from forty million to thirty seven million. So it leaves you from. You know, like 21 million to like 24, 25 million dollars in cap, and you have other needs. Brandon Sheriff probably gone. You, you, it sounds like the um, the two sides haven't really agreed on an, a a deal, um, and I don't think you'll like transition tag him. You've already used the uh, franchise tag. I think the the max is two years. I think you've used it two years already. It just seems like the two sides are not. In agreement with a with a value that he that he as a player thinks he's worth compared to where the organization sees him worth. He's the open market will pay him whatever he wants because he's viewed as a top free agent guard that will help a team. Imagine if someone like Cincinnati comes in and says, "We're going to do whatever we can, however much money we need to help our offensive line, so that Joe Burrow can get help. Brendan Sheriff will fit right in in and, and Cincinnati." And Cincinnati has, you know, will have some offensive line help at that position. I think there's glaring needs that you need. And I think the risk that you take for getting a Russell Wilson or a Deshaun Watson or even a Kirk Cousins or, you know, someone like a Carson Wentz, you know, he might get released and you might be able to pick him up for cheaper. Um, Or a Jimmy Garoppolo is 50% or more of your projected cap hit. Goes to this quarterback position, and you have glaring needs above that. When you when you have the opportunity to maybe sign a free agent for cheaper, or um, even draft, um, probably the cap hit will be cheaper. And if you stay where you're at right now, the cap hit is the cap hit for uh, Heineke is two point eight seven five million. That gives you so much more wiggle room in terms of cap hit to fix your other needs, to get a guard, uh, to get help on the defense, um, to get maybe another tight end to help with uh, Logan Thomas, to get another wide receiver to help with Terry McLaurin. And and I have friends that are Washington Commanders fans, and they'll disagree with me on this. Um, the cap hit don't matter and – free agency, we we'll, they'll work it out, and they don't need another wide receiver, and they don't need another tight end. But in my opinion, you take a look at the teams that, let's just take it, for example, the two teams that are in the Super Bowl this year, the Bengals and the Rams. What does their offense have? A very solid quarterback, a pretty decent running game, The Rams beat the Bengals because the Bengals' offensive line was garbage, and then the Rams' offensive line was able to hold coverage for longer, long enough for Stafford to find receivers down the field. Um, And then you look at the wide receivers. They have the star, they have a, a very good number two, a very good slot guy, and a tight end or two. Right? For the Bengals, you had Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd, C.J. Ozama, for the the um, Rams this year. You had Cooper Cup for the first half of the year. You had Robert Woods until he got injured, and then Odell Beckham swooped in. Odell Beckham fit there. You had Van Jefferson, and then I think Tyler Higbee's their tight end. And I think they had another tight end that played very well as well. And then you have your you know your four your fourth wide receiver that comes in and makes plays when needed. What does Washington? Have? Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, he's been injury-prone the last two years, even going back to his time in Carolina. So I don't trust him that much if I was Washington. Cam Sims, he's okay, but he's not number two. I think he's a pretty good number three wide receiver, but he's not a number two wide receiver in my book. And I think there's definitely room in free agency or even in the draft class to get a, a wide receiver that would be an immediate upgrade over Cam Sims. And then you 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 have you have a line issue with sheriff leaving you you, you fill that in with cap space, so honestly, not my favorite option right now to trade for a star. Cause why? The Texans have already said they're not planning on playing Deshaun, but that doesn't you know delegitimize his value. They're still asking for seven assets, and I think three of them are first round picks. So it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, and you can't work through the draft to. You know, to get a first-round offensive lineman or a first-round wide receiver to help you, that's it's such a big risk. <clears throat> Number two, sign a free agent quarterback. I think this could work if you pick the right guy, and I think the guy that I would have in mind if I was Washington is someone like Mitchell Trubisky. You can sign him for a one or two year deal that's not necessarily um, a burden on the cap. You know he's going to have to prove his position. He had he didn't play it all this this past year, but make three snaps when the Bills were winning by so much, and all he did was take a knee down. Um, but I think Mitchell Trubisky is a really good quarterback, and he's cap friendly. If you look at his stats, he has like a two and a half or three to one touchdown interception ratio. He's won more games than he's lost. He was just in a very bad system. You think in 2018 the Chicago Bears statistically had. Was the team whose wide receivers dropped the most balls? Um, Matt Nagy was just not very good of a quarterback. You saw that with Andy Dalton this year and Justin Fields. He just didn't know how to manage them. Um, so you get someone like Mitchell Trubisky. You fill in your line issues. He's he's mobile. Honestly, he reminds me of like a poor man's Josh Allen. He has the talent of Josh Allen, the arm strength of Josh Allen, but he's not Josh Allen. No one can replicate Josh Allen's skills. Um, So Mitchell Trubisky is a very solid option. Marcus Mariota could be a good option. And honestly, I don't think you need a guy that can throw the ball 60 yards down the field. Uh, The NFL has changed a little bit. It's more of like a a couple yards, the RPO-style offenses are getting, you know, from college... Are coming into the NFL, so it's more of like an an eight to ten yard hook route. You know, you're running more of those than straight fades down the field. So you don't need a quarterback that can throw it sixty yards down the field anymore. You you can you can settle for a guy that can throw it 20-30 yards, and he's he has a really good mid mid game. He has uh, middle strength ball, has really good accuracy. His deep ball maybe not as good, and his short range passing is very good as Um, You can settle for that kind of quarterback, and Mitchell Trubisky is that kind of quarterback, and I think he will—he could flourish given the right system in Washington. I think what makes it a decent of a risk, but not much of a risk, but maybe there is a little bit of risk, is what if he doesn't succeed? You could have had Russell Wilson. I don't know. There's a little bit of a what-if game. I think it's very difficult for Washington, especially with a lot of fans who are not in agreement with the name and the jerseys. You kind of have to win now, but honestly, if it doesn't pay out, it's a low risk, but the possibility of a high reward. Again, I'm kind of looking at this from a a cap space perspective. If you sign Mitchell Trubisky, but you can fix your offensive line and get you an extra receiver and fix your defense, well, and, you know, still within the cap, well, next year you can pull Mitchell Trubisky out and plug in a star quarterback or plug in a, draft, a draftable quarterback next season, you know? So that's a possibility, and that's why I think it, it, it could work. It could pan out. The third option would be to draft a quarterback this year. I'm going to just be straight honest. If if I was doing this on any team, I would advise not to draft one of these quarterbacks in the first round this year. I don't think there's one quarterback in this draft class that will be a starter in five years. They may start initially because they're going to be a first or second round pick to a team that really needs a quarterback. But five years down the line, this may go down as the worst draft class in like the last 20 years. There's not a lot of good Talented players. I I know people are mad. Kenny Pickett looks pretty good and um uh you're sleeping on Aleek Willis and this, that, and the other. I don't I don't see the value. I think if I had to pick one quarterback that was my favorite quarterback in this class to probably have the most success, Desmond Ritter, but just simply because you look at the um skill set he has. He's kind of a little bit of Patrick Mahomes, but like a poor man's Patrick Mahomes. He can't do everything Mahomes does. Mixed in with a little bit of like Lamar, he can run, he can move the pocket. He might be the best quarterback in this class, but I don't don't really, you know, he's a prospect. He's a quarterback that, kind of like Trey Lance, it's going to take a couple years to develop. I think Trey Lance will be really good once he develops into an NFL-style quarterback, but the risk you run same thing with Justin Fields I think he'll be a pretty decent quarterback once you can develop him to be that quarterback kind of like Josh Allen his first year starting he wasn't that great he wasn't you know who he was now but Josh Allen had a quarterback coaching Ken Dorsey and an offensive coordinator in Brian Dable who is now the head coach of the Giants and Ken Dorsey's is now the offensive coordinator of the Bills if you have the coaches and the people around you to develop quarterbacks, maybe Desmond Ritter can have pretty good success. But it's going to take a couple years to develop him. I don't like the I don't like the quarterbacks in this draft class. There's just not one that sticks out. Kenny Pickett is okay, but honestly, he kind of reminds me of like um, Josh Rosen. Like he had a, one pretty good season his last year of college or, a, or a, a Blake Bortles um, who had one really good season right before he goes to the draft his last year in college and all of a sudden like for some reason he, he blows up off the board and now is seen as like a really good quarterback prospect um, or someone like Matt Corral, watching a lot of SEC football. He has his good days and he has his very bad days. So, you know what quarterback are you get. Again, he's kind of a project quarterback to me. Kenny Pickett's a project quarterback. Malik Willis is a very, very long project quarterback. I know Liberty University is an FBS school, a Division One school now, but they're in the Sun Belt Conference, and I just can he make the transition to the NFL? That's my question. To me, he reminds me a lot of Lamar. I still don't think Lamar's a top-ten quarterback. Um, I know he has the accolades and the stuff, but he's not a top-ten quarterback. I can name, like, ten other quarterbacks, and that might be a, a another episode of this that I can do, like, ten or twelve other quarterbacks that I would rather have over Lamar Jackson at this point, you know? Um, so that's what Malik Willis is. People are saying, like, Carson Strong, maybe, Sam Howell. I I kind of check both of those off until like the second or third rounds. Maybe then it would be worth the the investment. But for drafting a quarterback this year, I just don't like it. If you're looking to draft a quarterback, you're going to go with the fourth option, I think. And the fourth option is staying with Taylor Heineke. And so I'll go ahead and rank them because my number one is this option right here, staying with Taylor Heineke. My number two is drafting Mitchell Trubisky or another um, free agent that is Low risk, high potential for high gain, high reward. My number three would be trading because you're gonna there's a lot of risk in the assets you're gonna give up, the cap hit's gonna hurt you. And then number four is drafting a quarterback. Why is number one staying with Taylor Heineke? Like I said, he has like a 2.8 million dollar cap hit, which means but see it's that's already on the books. So your $61 million that you have in cap space is free to use for picking up a replacement for sheriff drafting a wide receiver with your first-round pick. You don't lose any picks. You stay where you are. Let me tell you, you need to draft a wide receiver because there's one wide receiver I think everybody's sleeping on that they think he's going to go late late first round, but I think he could go as early as top 10 or 15 or you know maybe 11 to Washington if, if they're listening to this. Um, that's Traylon Burks. The dude was making very good catches – Pro Bowl level catches in college with at Arkansas with uh, I think KJ KJ Jefferson is was the name of his quarterback who again good college quarterback but I don't think his game translates to the NFL but Traylon Burks tag teamed with uh, Terry McLaurin would be a steal probably one of the best one two combos immediately his rookie season in the NFL. I think Traylon Burks is that good. I think if you if you allow for McLaurin on one side, McLaurin's going to be double teamed half the time. Well, you need a big threat to go to go up and make big plays. Taylor Heineke can stretch the ball. He, he he's good in you know extending plays outside the pocket. You got a big six foot three, two hundred and twenty five pound wide receiver that can go up and make the hard catch make. It looked easy. That's Traylon Burks. He did it all in college. Look up his um, best of um, compilations on YouTube. The man is a, just a genius at catching the football. He His cap hit won't be like trying to sign a wide receiver like, um, like a Tyler Boyd or an Odell Beckham Jr. who's going to cost you $20, 25000000 he He'll have a rookie salary. Um you have the cap space now then to work on getting your offensive line fixed, the cap space to fix any holes that you see on your defense or anywhere else on your offense. And like I said, it's a lo- low risk because he's already on your team. He has a low cap hit, one year left on his deal, with the with next year's draft class being C.J. Stroud. Um, uh, Bryce Young. Um and then even like a third, fourth round guy like Spencer Rattler would be available that I think has even better potential. Next year's draft is so deep, I think, at the quarterback position. Third or fourth round quarterbacks I think are better than first round prospects in this year's draft. Um, so I think I think Taylor Heineke he has to be your guy next year. You roll with him. He's won seven games this year with what I what I believe a mediocre team. Washington was not a, a a 7-win team. I don't even think they were a 7-win team last year. I think they were like a 5-win a team. There are a couple games they probably should have lost that Taylor Heineke helped them win. 7-win team. You work on that offensive line, get it better, you get you a number 2 receiver. I think Taylor Heineke could win up 10 games next year if they do what I'm saying. Get Traylon Burks, fix your offensive line, fix any holes in your defense. The players that you had on defense that underperformed last year, I think Chase Young was hurt for a while last year as well. You get him back in fully healthy. Washington's defense plays like they did the past couple years prior to this season where they kind of struggled. And Washington, you know, could be an easy contender for the NFC East division, which seems like the Cowboys have a stranglehold and Philly's kind of sitting there. Um, but Philly has a second-place schedule. Dallas has a first-place schedule this year. Washington won seven games um, this year on a first-place schedule because they won that division the year prior when everybody got hurt and 7-9 and won Washington the division last year. Um, so, Taylor Heineke, 14 and – 14 and – what's – 14 and 19, I think. Uh, 14 and – 14 and 18 or something in the regular season the past couple of years. He, he's not a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But that's what I'm saying. It's like low risk because he's so cheap with the potential for a high reward. Because, like I said, in the NFL, nowadays, if you can get you a quarterback that can just throw short, medium balls, get you a couple wide receivers that can run down the field, Terry McLaurin, Traylon Burks, you know, someone like that, um... Mix it with Curtis Samuel doing his thing that I know he can do if he's healthy. Washington could be a pretty good team next year. The defense plays up to their potential that everyone thought they would play this year, but they struggled this year. Washington could be a pretty good team, even with Taylor Heineken at the helm. And even if they aren't a good team, the, the risk is very little because then you go in and you draft a quarterback next year. Or you fix your offensive line, you get you a wide receiver, you have more cap space next year. Then you trade for a quarterback or you sign a free agent quarterback. You know, you think about 2020, uh, 2023, um, 2023, there are going to be, um, I think. Several, several quarterbacks that um, are free agents that you can get, or you can trade for one. I think I think the Taylor Heineke um, experiment has to has to be the way because. I know this year he went seven and ten. Last year he went seven and nine. Fourteen and nineteen in the last two seasons. I don't even know if, but he didn't play all of this year. Ryan Fitzpatrick started a little couple games this year, so I don't know what his win loss record is. But he he's put you in games that you should have lost, and you know I think that like you look like Russell Wilson thirty seven million in cap this year forty million the next year. You know, it's just so much money that you're going to put on a guy that may not work out if you don't have the money to put put places around him. That's why I always say, before you trade for a star quarterback, make sure you have the pieces around that quarterback to protect him. Russell Wilson's not getting any younger. So he's going to need a good offensive line to give him time. You know, that just comes with H. Not everyone's Tom Brady who can take literally absolute garbage and turn him into a Super Bowl contender. So... I know teams wanna win uh, the team wants to win now and the Washington fans want them to win now, but I'm saying the best idea is to stay with Taylor Heineke if he don't work and you let's say you go seven and ten again next year, and you have the or worse than that, let's say you go like four and thirteen next year, and you have like the third overall pick, you can go and get you a quarterback in the draft, and I think next year's draft class. Especially the first rounders are so much better than who are projected to be the first rounders this year in the draft. Let me know what you think. Um, hit me up on the uh, Twitter page. It is at We Are Off The Wreck. W E A R E O F F T H E R E C. At We Are Off The Wreck on Twitter. Um, go to. Uh, the website uh, weareofftherec.wordpress.com look at the article I have there about my thoughts on Bubba Wallace and the documentary that released on Netflix about him and his uh, his journey in NASCAR Um, more stuff will be posted there soon Um, and let me know what you think about what I'm saying Washington fans let me know. Be honest. What option do you want? Do you want to do you want to trade a lot of assets for a vet? Do you want to sign a free agent? Do you want to draft a quarterback, or do you want to stay with Taylor Heineke? Let me know in the comments on Twitter on the, when I post here, or um, if you want, uh, email me at we off the at gmail Any questions or comments about the issue maybe i'll read them off on the next episode for now i'm james beatley your host this is off the record